Good morning. Hey, Seattle. As always, it's your girls, Jasmine and Shantae. Welcome to another Thursday morning and another episode of The Way with Jazz and Tay. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. Will it be the way or not the way? Find out and join the conversation. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Good morning. Good morning. Whoa. <laughs> this is what happens when we're not in the same place together. See, we're not, I was going to say, right, we're not even together and we're literally saying the exact same thing. <laughs> Um, it is another beautiful Thursday morning, and we are excited to launch into our show. But before we do that, let's recap. What are yes. we up to? Let's see. So, Shantae, I have had, uh, I'm trying to think, how do I describe my week? It's been up, it's been down. Um, I had a really fun trip last Friday for Juneteenth. We went to Deception Pass. Got to, it was my first time ever. Got to explore your neck of the woods, which was really fun. And my mom was hot about it. <laughs> I know. I had a feeling. <laughs> but it was it was really fun being out there and stuff because like, you know, you know the area. And like usually out here in Seattle, I'm like, oh, this and that and the other, especially like in my neighborhoods. Yeah. But you're like, oh no, I know over here. Oh no, we gotta go over there. Like that was fun. Um, beautiful day. It was beautiful weather. Yes. Um, I've never ever been to like that water there. We walked across the bridge and that was kind of terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but all in all it was a good time Jagger had a good time my puppy boy um so yeah that was that was pretty much Jagger wait Jagger's new here what's going on oh well so Jagger's Jagger's my dog I don't think we've ever heard we've only heard of Kitty oh yeah so Jagger is he's, Shantae's like oh, he's God. the I know, right? Turning into an animal show here. <laughs> <laughs> no, so Jagger is the dog that I got with my ex-boyfriend. Aha! Uh-huh. And then when we when we like split up and we weren't living with each other anymore, uh-huh. uh, Vince kept Jagger boy, and then I got to see Kitty. But I still get to see Jagger and all that. Oh, good stuff. visitations. That's good. <laughs> you know, I love her. Yeah, it's gotta there was no nasty, nice... nasty customers. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. <laughs> We've got it working out. It works for us. That's some good parenting right there. That is <laughs> right there. It's good. some good parenting. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but what about you, Shantae? Let's talk about why we're not together today. Woo, woo. I am being a reckless millennial, and I flew out <laughs> to New York. New York, New York. Hey. So, yeah. Love that song? Me too. <laughs> I want to be a part of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I flew out to New York to visit my friend Marissa for the week. Um, we're really just chilling out here. And it's super funny because I decided to go like a while ago. Like I've had my ticket booked for probably a couple of months now. <laughs> and then um, everything was kind of slowing down with Corona and I felt pretty good about it like Washington's numbers weren't rising New York's numbers weren't rising and they were actually set to go to phase two the Monday that I got here well I got here on Saturday but like on Monday they entered phase two and literally yeah okay so like restaurants are now open and I was like afraid there wasn't going to be anything to do but we actually went to one restaurant and it was all outdoor seating and you know same rules as in Seattle right now but I was just happy that we could go somewhere, but the gag is 
<laughs> now that I'm here and everything seemed cool, um, their governor is actually putting like a travel advisory out. So like anyone flying in from states where cases are rising, he's saying like you have to uh, do a mandatory 14 day quarantine, right? And if not, so are you like, stuck out there now? Well, no, I'm not stuck. <laughs> they're definitely okay. letting people go back. But the thing is, Washington's definitely on the list, as is Alabama, yeah. Florida. And I was like, so I'm only here for a week and I've been here. And so I'm like, do these rules still apply? No, I'm joking. But like, it's just interesting <laughs> because they're finding folks. And so I'm like, yeah. okay, if I go out to a bar and I show my ID, is that going to be like a thing? Yeah. So it's, it's sticky times. And yeah, because remember that whole thing with like Hawaii? I was like, oh yeah, I could fly out to Hawaii. But Hawaii was actually making y'all like two weeks of quarantine as soon as y'all yeah. got there. Yeah, no one and comes, people, no one goes. And yeah. people were yeah. actually getting arrested and stuff for that. Yes. neighbors were calling on folks. <laughs> right. So we'll see. Hopefully, I don't think I'm stuck out here. If I am, oh well. Like, yeah, oh, I know, right? Yeah, like, right. Oh, <laughs> oh it's darn. It's 80 degrees every day. The sun's shining by 6 a.m. Yeah, I could be stuck in worse places. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're, not, and you're not alone, so. Exactly. I've got friends. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm having a good time. I'm <laughs> or excited. Or meet new friends. You know. Oh, did you I'm miss that even, one? Was that that no, obvious? Did you miss that one? What's going on? Jazz got it. it? Like what? No, I got it. But then I was like, but right now it's like, hey, I know. Hey, just saying. Like, oh, so where did you meet your sweetheart? Oh, you know, just in New York during the coronavirus pandemic hey, wrong with of 2020. That? that is a beautiful story, actually, People Jasmine. can still date? Yeah, thank you. And you know what? Here's the thing. It's one of those things where it's like, it's totally got a historical you know, like annotation right. to it. So. You'll never be able to forget it. That This would be the best time. <laughs> it's like our version of the depression. Right. It literally. Yeah, like, Seriously. Oh, yes. Dude. Okay. Dude. They're going to have like, instead of, instead of saying like, you know, oh yeah, I, you know, I was born during the depression or after the depression, you know, like I was born during the pandemic. Oh, you make it sound so. Oh, the yeah, pandemic. <laughs> no, nobody's thinking about. It. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Anyways, um, also Shantae and I did a T-shirt giveaway in honor yes. of um, Juneteenth and Black Black Lives Matter. So Shantae's mom has been making those really cool Black Lives Matter T-shirts that you guys have been seeing us wear, and she made a few extras for us to give away to some of our listeners and viewers because one they're pretty popular and two um kind of you know yeah you know they're really popular and two why not you know kind of engage with our people and get them excited about you know the idea of having like something from us so um we had them share a video of ours and we had a couple participants and our winners are drumroll please doing it oh no you'll get it um gotta wait for it there we go. There we go. Um, we have Ishmael who won, and Ishmael is actually our like video editor. So shouts out to you. Thank you so much for participating, and also thank you so much for all you do for us behind the scenes. Yeah, thanks for being on a team. Ish, like, yeah, you are a rock star. <laughs> um, and then secondly, Luca, aka Beats by Luca, shouts out to you. Um, we really appreciate you and your support and your allyship, honestly. 
So yeah, he's always supporting. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and then, do we want to mention uh, about Lashfinder before we go into our icebreaker? <gasps> Let's do it. <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so last week's episode was a pre-recorded one um, with Cassandra McClure of Clean Beauty. Um, the owner and creator of The Lash Finder. And um, through our interview with her and working with her, she's actually extended us a special discount code on The Lash Finder. So if you guys want to purchase The Lash Finder, go ahead and go on to lashfinder.com, use our code THEWAYJT for 20% off of your guys' next purchase on lashfinder.com. And they have the lash binder and they have lashes that are so cute. Ooh. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm totally a lash fanatic. <laughs> so you can buy more than just the tool. And you can also find them on Instagram at Lashbinder. All righty. So let's go ahead and jump into our icebreaker of this week. Which we're we're, we're switching it up a little bit. Yeah, we're gonna try something new. Uh, It's a history lesson with Jazz and Tay, you guys. So last week, Jazz and Mom said- Because the more you know. I'm totally totally vibing with this. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, Jasmine's mom sent each of us a list of five influential black people, or at least black people you should know. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were like, well, what could we do with this? And we basically researched all five or at least looked up all five and decided which one we wanted to share with you guys so this is a history lesson and we are each going to tell you a little bit about the person that we chose and what i'm excited about is because you know previously in icebreakers that we were doing we were trying to highlight you know important historical african-american figures leaders whatever and we found that some of these we really just don't know and You know, so why not take this opportunity now that we've got a bunch of people and we're trying to educate ourselves, let's go ahead and share that with you guys because right. I'm I'm surprised at how much like I've been learning. So I know that you guys could probably take away a lot from this as well. I know I, I mean, <laughs> right? just alone when I was taking my notes, I was like, Oh my gosh, why don't I know who this is? Same. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, same. Um, it's actually it was irritating to find out that I didn't know this person. So for me, my uh, my historical figure is Dorothy Height, who was an African-American civil rights activist um, who specifically focused on um, issues for African-American women, including illiteracy, voter awareness, um, unemployment, and all of that. She was an extreme feminist. Um, she was born March 24th in 1912 um, in Richmond, Virginia, which if you guys know anything about Virginia is a pretty, back in those times was yeah probably not the best place to grow up. Um, That'd be scary. But also probably a great place for her to have been um, for to kind of like catapult her into her, uh, her career and her yeah. life because I feel like you kind of are empowered or motivated by the stuff that you live through. Um, She was 98 years old when she passed. So she lived a very full life and good entire life. She worked tirelessly for the rights of African-Americans. And as I said before, specifically women. Um, 
she was most of her work was done through the National Council of Negro Women. Um, she was the president of that council for 40 years. And yeah. And actually after she like stepped down from being president, stayed on the board up until her death. So she was active oh, wow. until like 2010. Bless her. Yeah. Um, she actually was an educated woman. She went to the, uh, she went to New York university where she got two degrees. She got a BA in education and then a master's in psychology. So she okay. was immensely educated. Hair flip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> at, at NYU. Period poo. You Period feel me? Poo. Okay. <laughs> go on, go on, Dorothy. <laughs> um, she touched many lives and actually was able to meet a lot of people that we know. Uh, Bill Clinton, Obama um, actually met her as well. George W. Bush gave her the Congressional Medal one second let me get the, the i think it's a congressional gold medal or something like is that. it the presidential i know what you're talking about um i got it give me just two seconds is what? it congressional the posthumous presidential medal of freedom she got that too she could get that one <laughs> let's, give right. that, let's give her that one too we'll give her that <laughs> I'm sorry for this, you guys. I had it all ready and yeah, it's a congressional gold medal. She go. got from George W. Bush. Bill Clinton gave her the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Mm. Okay. And, um, she also had a very big role in uh, the March on Washington where Martin Luther King made his I Have a Dream speech. She actually was an organizer and that was an event that really pushed her uh, to really get involved with women's rights because what she saw there is while all of her male counterparts were happy to have women help they were still you know she said that she knew whose show it was yeah. so um hillary clinton actually has a quote saying that you know she was a force to be reckoned with and that any any time she got the chance to fight for women she took it and that just really resonates with me because i consider myself to be a fierce feminist and i love anybody who any woman who is you know, supporting women and empowering other women to be better and do better. I love that. So that is Dorothy Height. Shout out to Dorothy. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. I didn't. So Dorothy Height was another name I didn't know before this. And that's really inspiring, you know, right? especially especially thinking about the time in which, you know, she was born and trying to focus on illiteracy, voter, you know, that kind of stuff is huge. Right. Because women, women were not, those types of things were just, oh, no, we don't need that. <laughs> right. You're supposed to be in the kitchen cooking. Don't worry having about kids. Reading, having an education. Yeah. Right. What are words? And I think that it's really important even, you know, to know about her right now because of everything that's going on. It's yeah. really like a woman to look up to. Like she was uh, prominent in, in really doing her thing for a really, really long time. And probably a lot of the stuff that we reap the benefits from she helped to do that or yeah. pave the way for that and that's just great to know beautiful um how about you jazz who who do you got i'm going to highlight james earl cheney um this story's a little bit more on the sad side um yes but um the reason why i chose james cheney is because um my he is from my mom's hometown meridian mississippi 
So that's kind of like, you know, close to home there. And also, um, my mom and I have been to this man's uh, grave, his burial site. Um, I've actually gone and visited it. And I don't think at the time I understood like the brevity of it, you know, like the cultural impact and history behind it. So definitely appreciating that in a different light. Um, as we as we uh, find ourselves, I feel like as we get older, just like oh, yeah. appreciating all the stuff that we didn't appreciate back then. Absolutely. So with James Cheney, um, he was a civil rights worker. He was a part of the Congress of Racial Equality or CORE group in Meridian, Mississippi. He was known for, he organized voter registration classes, was introducing local core workers to like church leaders, and also was helping coordinating like uh, travel between other core workers and trying to spread that kind of word and whatnot. Um, Cheney, James Cheney, at the time of his untimely passing, um, they were investigating the fire at a local church. It had been burned down and it was confirmed that it had been torched by local um, KKK members, okay? So he was there with two other um, core workers doing that investigating, all that stuff, whatever. They ended up being arrested. They were detained with no phone calls. Um, upon their release, they were then again followed and then stopped at which point they were beaten with rifles. Um, two of the men um, outside of Cheney were shot and killed. And Cheney himself was not only um, shot three times, but he was also chain whipped and castrated. And it took, it took 44 days for the three bodies to be discovered. And that was only after it was presented to the FBI. Naturally. Because of the fact that two of the three missing men were Caucasian. So it faced a whole lot of backlash that a lot of cases, and there were similar disappearances like James Cheney. There were similar murders and whatnot happening that had been overlooked and nobody thought about it because of the fact that they knew that it was probably related to racism and racial injustice. Right. Um, and so because of the fact that, you know, hey, it's been a month and a half and we still don't know where, you know, these two people are, that's the only reason why it gained the attention that it did. Um, it was really like reading that it was really hard to, I, I just couldn't even imagine what they were going through. That must have been horrifying and terrifying. And then just to be left in, they were, it was like in a shallow, like a dried out dam or something like that, that they were found. Um, Moving moving forward from that, um, James Cheney had a younger brother who kind of tried to follow his legacy and keep doing the good work. Um, his brother, Ben, in 1998, established the James Earl Cheney Foundation, which uh, purpose is to promote the work of civil rights and social, social justice. So mm. that organization is a little over 20 years old now. Um, you guys might also be familiar with a 1988 film titled Mississippi Burning. Mississippi Burning is based off of this story. I never knew that. I've not yet to see it. Um, I know that I'm probably going to cry <laughs> oh, once, I, once, once I do watch it. Um, and then lastly, to wrap up the legacy of James Cheney, 
um, in 2014, President Barack Obama gave Cheney, along with Goodman and Schwerner, the other two civil rights workers who were murdered, um, the posthumous Presidential Medal of Freedom. So that was why I brought that up because I was like, hey, you know, yeah. Um, Man. But yeah, it just, it just really like, it opened my eyes because this man is literally doing essentially kind of what we're doing. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. we're, that's all we're trying to do is just advocate for civil rights and equality and things like that. And these men were murdered for it. Right. In a very violent and vicious way. And it's historically made an impact, but us doing that same thing today, you know, we're probably not obviously going to be met with that kind of response, but stuff like that still is happening, happening. and is alive and well. And yeah. I think it's um, also, like, okay. uh, for instance, Emmett Till was also one of the people on my list that your mom sent yeah. me. Somebody yeah. actually tweeted out the other day that if Emmett Till had lived, he'd be 79 today, or this year. What's crazy to me is to think that stuff like this is that close to us still. There are people right, that's, that are still alive who- That's, yeah, that's this same lifetime. Like, yeah. how old are your grandparents, your great, your, you know, aunts and uncles or anything like that and it's still alive and well because you know a lot of this stuff is passed down generationally from kids yeah. taught that way um so it's yeah i i definitely agree with you and i hope that we're not met with any of the same hate Vi violence i mean hate. we also we're we have like a very we're we're very sheltered in that we live in in such a liberal state and um i'm thankful for that but like i feel like if we lived anywhere else maybe somewhere in the south where yeah aren't as great it would be a kind of a different story yeah i think we've i think we've talked about that just because like i even just visiting certain parts of mississippi with my mom you you can feel yeah. you can feel a shift or like you can feel say maybe either on you or just like right. you know yeah and i don't I couldn't live like that. Like, right. I don't, Energy you know, shift. Yeah, I just out here, I'm so used to just being able to go anywhere, not worrying about it or whatever, you know? And even just in this, the, we were going, we went to Dallas back in like January. And I have a bunch of, I had a bunch of friends that were like, oh, you know, go check out this area, go check out this area. But almost every person was also like, oh, hey, we'll make sure you avoid this part. This don't area. go any farther than this. And it's like, yeah. I, it, it sucks that that's a thing that has to be said. Like, hey, for your own protection, make sure you don't go to these areas. Don't go past but, this street. But have a great trip, you know, have a great time. Like that's yeah. just to have that in the back of your mind. Like, and I don't know where I'm at. It could be a total accident that I end up in one of these areas. Right. You know? Right. <sighs> Anyways, as I digress. Yes. So that was our <laughs> history lesson. Um, I really enjoyed this. I think that we should do this again because Me too. I learned something and I feel like our listeners will probably learn something as well. And I like that I'm learning something through your voice. You know, like I like hearing it from someone else. So that's, that's right. also really helpful and, and it helps me hold more information. <laughs> so before we go get into our review of the week where we're going to talk about the It's Secure finale. Hey. we're a couple weeks late but don't worry guys we got a lot to talk about we're gonna oh, yeah. jump into a really quick break all right you guys are listening to the way stay tuned
It's time that you are heard, and I don't mean in just a conversation. I mean really heard. Imagine hosting your very own radio program on Alternative Talk 1150. Talk about being heard. Call 425-653-1150 right now to learn how affordable it can be to host your own radio show. Time slots are going fast, so take hold of this chance by dialing 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Hey, Seattle. Tune in to The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. We have something for everyone, from Song of the Week, where we'll introduce you to local Seattle artists, to the quirky games that we play for that little pick-me-up to get you through your morning commute. Again, that's The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. See you guys on Thursday. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Washington Interscholastic Activities Association and the Washington State Secondary Athletic Administrators Association. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to The Way with Jazz and Tay, you guys. First of all, that song is so true. Like, I find myself looking over the little pat- like patio out into New York, and I'm just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> And then I get really inspired. Like literally I did that for a few minutes last night. And then I was like, let me pull out my laptop. I'm looking up sponsorships and I fund <laughs> women grants. And I'm like, I don't know, who knows? No, but I love it. This is truly hey, whatever, what are made from, I guess. Right. If it gets you inspired and it gets you motivated, girl, feed into that. Don't, you know, ride that wave, ride it. The live, ver- <laughs> the live version's pretty dope too. I actually saw a Jay-Z in concert a few years oh, back. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were joking. No. We talk, gonna talk about the live one, like when Lil Mama jumped up on stage and so did I. everything. <laughs> so did I. It was like, no. I like, come on, Benny. No, no. I got Mama better taste than that, Lil Mama. Really, you brought that into our conversation today. Oh no, I just think like that, that whole thing was so funny. She committed career suicide on that. Uh, one. A little bit. She had it made. She had it. <laughs> okay, so let's jump into this review because there's a lot to unpack when yes. it comes to the season finale of Insecure. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. So two weeks ago mm. was the season finale of season four. Season four? Of Insecure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. yes. Um, and a lot happened. We thought that uh, nothing was going to happen because there was one 30-minute episode left. You guys, they jammed everything into this last one and they were like you we're know, gonna answer all your questions no that questions part, were answered i was just gonna say that that's the part that blew my mind is that going into it they were like the season finale will answer a lot of questions <laughs> and i literally had probably 10 more questions at the After end the of fact. it than i did before right right like so we have to what wait is for this? five and we're in the middle of pandemic they're not recording it's right gonna now. be 2059 before we get the new season i'm telling you <laughs> They're all going to be grandparents Dang. at this point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so high level. What are the things that happened that blew your mind? Let's leave your nugget 
for the very last and all talk right, about so, a little bit more about it. Okay, cool. Well, what blew my mind at first was like the whole situation with Lawrence and Issa, him officially getting that job in San Francisco. Right. right. We we knew that was coming. Okay. We knew, right. and we all we all knew it was up in the air. Of like, okay, so he gets the job. Are they going to do long distance? Are they going to try to live with each other? Because this is still so new. Right. So, so that whole thing coming to fruition was kind of like, okay, it was status. It was satisfying because we knew it. Mm -hmm. But then the whole thought of like her, like, yeah, I'll move in with you. And then his reaction wasn't necessarily like thrilled. He wasn't like thrilled, but he was like, he wanted that. He was like, yeah, that would be nice because you make me happy. And I was like, oh, something's going on. You know, because here's my thing. If if somebody's telling me that they would move to another city to be with me, I'm probably going to be ecstatic. Right. You know, but if you think about it, okay, so one here was what I was thinking. I was thinking from the jump, if he got that job, that was going to be the end of this. I was like, so when he told us that I was like, it's over, it's a wrap. They're not going to be able to make this long distance work. Especially with Issa's uh, job, with her job, her party planning thing in LA, like, like, hello. And and then Issa was so eager. That's the reason I thought Lawrence was kind of like, like she immediately was like, oh, well, like, you know, I can make new friends and I could move and I'm like, Issa, like, this is so new. And like, that's so just like, and I get it. They're trying to make this work, you know, for real, for real. And like, but got that love, but it just seems so like. I'm never one to like, you know, women should do what women want to do rather than like sacrificing what they feel like they want to do for their man. So exactly. I'm just gonna put that out. And there. that's, and that's kind of, I was like, <laughs> uh, are we sure we're ready to do that? Yeah. Like, y'all ain't really- I've been, yeah. Because I've been in that position before. Right. Um, Um, Andy wants to break up with Molly. Again. No shocker. There's no shocker, though. There's no shocker because Molly is unbearable. But I knew (laughs) she'll be in the show in season five. So they cannot break up. Because here's the thing. I, not only is Andy great to look at. Yes. But his character is a nice character. He's great. He doesn't he doesn't annoy me he's very well-spoken he's reasonable he's level-headed you know he can communicate you know and he gets a little he puts a little attitude and like base in his tone when he is being serious and i and i I can appreciate that you know because it's assertive in just the right kind of ways you know right um but yeah the other thing that i'm thinking go ahead go ahead ahead. With, (laughs) with andy and molly uh molly pointed out a very good thing that neither of them had been in a relationship for as long as they have been right so maybe with andy it's just a matter of like this is that first like hump in that relationship and right y'all need to talk about this so y'all can work it out and get over it now rather right. than just cutting ties all together uh, right now you know i agree with you um the only thing i is just like i feel like andy has been trying for like what feels like a year i don't really know like in the season what time we're in but like they they started like seeing each other back in season three yeah and i forgot that like you know what i'm saying yeah they were like seeing other people and exactly yeah um that's when she met him at coachella so like they've been doing this and molly's always trying to find some reason to sabotage the relationship or just anything and if i were him i'd be tired too however i also think that he's good for her same and so it's like I feel like they should stay together because he's good for her. He keeps her level-headed and makes her really think outside of herself. And also I think 
another thing, um, uh, reason he wants to break up is that he might be afraid. He might be feeling like this is getting really serious. And while that's and what that's, he wants, it's like the first time that it's ever been like this. And yes. it's with Molly yes. and she's not, she's, it's tumultuous, you know, it doesn't feel yes. like it's a sure thing and it's locked down. Yes. So um, that part, I agree with you there for sure. I it's am just getting too Mandy. real. Yeah. Mandy. I love that. But cause you know I mean, what? Ollie, Ollie didn't make sense yeah yeah that's enough <laughs> and i yeah i just hope that they can figure it out but also if andy decides to leave let's just hope he stays in the show yeah he should hook up with somebody else that he should hook <gasps> up with condola no <laughs> we don't need those problems okay um also next we we kind of wrapped up and put a little bow on that whole nate situation yeah. And, you know, he admitted to Issa that he definitely got in his feelings a little bit about, you know, her getting back with Lawrence. Um, As he should have. And she admitted to him, like, like, yo, I didn't know what was going on with you, you know, so I'm sorry for not sitting around and waiting for you. Mm -hmm. um, he was very transparent. He was dealing with mental health issues, which is, you know, you can't hold that against anybody. So they right. talked about that. Um, they're remaining friends even though you know nate really would like for it to be more hey friends you know that he wants for it because he got really mad you know Blinkly. yeah so <laughs> so yeah i'm definitely i know for a fact nate's gonna be in the next season absolutely i know I want, for i'm i am team what is that nasa uh, <laughs> nasa yeah, i don't know N what that name is e nathan and isa <laughs> let's Nathan. do nasa <laughs> um but but yeah like it's just i am excited to see how that plays out and i and i really don't want for like isa to quote unquote mess things up with okay never because i don't want to okay so sorry go ahead let's get to one last thing so um in this episode they also touched on and actually it was majority of the episode they touched on tiffany um, Amanda Seals' character having postpartum depression after having her first child. Um, mm -hmm. And again, I, I think I said this the last time we talked about it. If they're going to talk about it, I needed them to talk about it. And I feel like they got into it more, but they still didn't like uh, put a name to it. Or, yeah, you know, they didn't dive into it. Yeah, and, and it was like, we all know what's happening because we know, but like they weren't explicitly like, oh, this looks like postpartum depression and like, moving forward you know and i think they'll do yeah. that in season five but we yeah. have to wait so long for season five it was like when she was pregnant and she came back this season pregnant and i was like she's been pregnant for like three years <laughs> at this point <laughs> um, um yeah so speaking of um pregnancies who let's talk let's talk guess who's so, pregnant condoleezza Girl, put some respect on. I know. I'm sorry. I'm still so upset about it. Her name is Condola. AKA I thought Condola. Yeah, I was like, what? That, <laughs> that even tweaked <laughs> my ear for a minute. I'm like, excuse me? Did I miss <laughs> something? She does if you weren't, if you weren't okay. listening, you are now. Um, yes. So two weeks ago, you guys heard me put out there that I believe that Condola is having a surprise baby because Things with Lawrence and Issa were going way too well, and she was blowing him up, this and that and the other. And then again, Issa and Lawrence are way, way, way too happy at this point of the season. Yeah. 
Lawrence comes over, breaks the news to her. Hey, Condola is having a baby. Not only is she having a baby, but she is having his baby. Yeah. All right. Now, I told, I said I was going to take a shot if I was wrong, and I was wrong. However, come to find out, I was actually very much right, and they are, in fact, having a surprise baby, but I am not okay with it at all. You know, this is why I'm team uh, Ethan, because... That would just be less messy altogether, right? Exactly. It would be so much less mess. She need like... You guys don't even understand how, like, I want Issa and Lawrence, but I wanted them back together season one. Right. I wanted them to, yes, exactly. I needed everything that happened in this season to happen in season one. And actually, I'm going to bring that up. I've been re-watching it with my friend Marissa. So we just finished season one uh, last night and then we, or the other night, and then now we're on season two. And there's just so much that's happened in season four that for everything to work out in season four, it needed to happen in season one. That makes sense. So like, yeah, you know, yeah. The, the conversation that they had when they first went on that date together and they had a very open conversation about where they were when Issa cheated and like how he wasn't being supportive and that's mm-hmm. what made her step out and all this stuff. Like they literally Those- never had that conversation. Right, right. When they first broke up. Yeah. Do you know how much time, emotion, and like how much I stress I could have saved? If yeah. Were- oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Because as because that conversation one was so short when yes. they finally did have it and everything was laid out and aired out and then it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like and everything now was I good. Feel, and they felt so much better about getting back into things. Like you, and you know. You, and if you also remember in season one, uh, Issa was like, hey, do you want to talk about this? When she was in Malibu. And, yeah. And- Lawrence called her from the strip club remember that and he was like yeah, yeah. I want to do that I'll be staying at the house until you come back and then he wasn't and there. then cleaned out all of his stuff but was clapping cakes with his bank teller yeah <laughs> <laughs> anyway I was trash. I'm still upset about trash. it you guys but yes me going back to season one has made me re-dislike Lawrence Lawrence I'm like now yeah. I really know why I don't <laughs> like him <laughs> but yeah so to wrap so to wrap everything up Condola is is pregnant with Lawrence's baby. She is. I know Benny cannot hold it together. I can. I'm sorry. The whole clapping kicks. Like I'm sorry. That was wow. Good morning, Seattle. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry to anybody who's listening who doesn't know what they're that probably means. in the middle of right. it too. They're probably in the middle I know, of it. Right. <laughs> like you know what? If I wasn't before, I definitely am now. <laughs> All right, so let's bring it back in. Sorry. Sorry. Condola is definitely pregnant and having Lawrence's baby. They are not getting back together. Okay, that's it. At this, he doesn't want. He doesn't. Sorry, he doesn't want to have the baby, but he's not going to tell her not to. to Um, and she gave him an out. You know, she said, "You can be as involved as you would like." Either way, I'm good. So she's having this baby regardless. And now Issa and Lawrence are gonna have to try to figure out, you know, if they're, yeah, what's gonna happen. So again, we've got this whole question and plethora of like, what's gonna happen come season five? We just really don't know. I just, I'm over it. I knew this was gonna happen. So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) whatever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So 
We are going to move on to our hot topic. Um, but before we do so, we're going to go ahead and jump into another quick two to three minute break. Um, please stay tuned. It's very important. You guys are listening to The Way. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. Hey, Seattle. Tune in to The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. We'll be bringing you lots of laughs and class to get you ready for the day and the weekend ahead. We have something for everyone. From Song of the Week, where we'll introduce you to local Seattle artists, to the quirky games that we play for that little pick-me-up to get you through your morning commute. Again, that's The Way with Jazz and Tay every Thursday morning from 7 to 8 a.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. See you guys on Thursday. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Hey, 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 guys. Welcome back to The Way with Jazz and Tay. Before the break, we did our review of the week and reviewed the finale of Insecure. Um, I'm going to say I'm looking forward to season five, and I wish that it was coming out, like, next month. Like the end, at least at the end of this year, give us another season before 2020 ends because we got nothing but time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get into our hot topic. Um, it's something very important to us. So we've been trying to continue, you know, educating our listeners and educating ourselves on all of the stuff that's going on in the world right now. Um, and as you guys know, um, social unrest has not stopped. <laughs> um, and the killings of unarmed black people has also not stopped, not stopped. Uh, since George Floyd. But what we want to talk about today is Breonna Taylor. Um, and we actually talked about her about a month ago with you guys when we talked about Ahmaud Aubrey, uh, Sean Reed, Sean Fur. Um, mm -hmm. And since then, there's not been much action at all. Um, yeah. or any, yeah, there, there's not really been anything done. Um, so Rihanna Taylor was murdered in her home on, in March, I think March 13th to be exact. Um, the world didn't find out about all of this until about May. So two months, you know, after, after, the, after the fact. And then <clears throat> since then, the only thing that has happened is thankfully Louisville has been no knock warrants. That mm -hmm. happened last week, mm -hmm. um, as well as one of the officers involved in the shooting has been fired uh, for uh, blindly and wantonly firing 10 rounds into Breonna Taylor's home. Um, where, where And they fired him because there's no way he could have assessed the threat 
um, because his view was obstructed by a door and a like a, a, a window screen or some kind of like a screen door. So mm -hmm. there was no way that he could have seen the threat coming to him for him to have fired his weapon. And that's not a part of the Louisville Police Department's uh, protocol. So they fired him for that. Um, now, he will have to go to like a court hearing for that. And after the fact, we'll have 10 days to appeal it, which I think is what's going to happen. Going to happen, right. Um, I think that they fired him just to get everybody off their backs or at least to quiet everybody down for a little while. Um, and then, you know, when his 10 days are up, he's going to be back in the police department um, right. working again. Right. That's really all I wanted to say. Uh, Brianna is not trending anymore um, on social media. Nobody is really talking about it except for us, obviously. And, well, not like us, but you know, the black community. We're still mm -hmm. fighting for justice for her because at the end of the day, there was, a, there was negligence. They weren't at the right apartment and someone completely innocent who should have never even been in their crosshairs is now dead. Um, and that's and that's the part that we're you know we understand you know mistakes happen. This is just something that's un, it's an unbelievable mistake, but there's no accountability and, being and, held, and that's what it is. And that's just really I think what the whole movement is about right now. Not you know like we have to hold our police department to a higher standard you cannot enforce the law and then not have it apply to you. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't work. Um, and so another thing I wanted to say about Brianna Taylor is that I forgot my train of thought. So let's just that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, we have the petition, the link for the petition for justice for Brianna Taylor is on our link tree on our uh, Instagram the way with Jasmine Tay. So if you guys want to sign that petition to, you know, essentially call for the arrest of these three officers. Oh, what I wanted to say is that the other two officers involved are only on administrative leave pending their uh, pending the investigation, which seems mm. to be taking eons, even though it's it long. that long for the officer that they fired. So, so there's that. But yes, you guys can go onto our Instagram. The link in our bio has the petition link and you can sign it right there. Please sign it, please share it with please. all um, your friends. Um, you can copy that link or share it directly to your Facebook or your Twitter as well. Um, outside of Rihanna Taylor and since the, the passing of George Floyd and the subsequent protests uh, nationwide and internationally, there's been additional um, deaths in the black community and we just wanted to touch on those and say their names and also just bring a little bit of light from our platform to these situations um so richard brooks i'm sure many people know about this um he was um shot outside of a wendy's parking lot in atlanta georgia um he had fallen asleep either in the parking lot or in the drive-through mm -hmm. Um, intoxicated. Mm -hmm. They Ref wanted to, he, he refused a, was it a breathalyzer or just like I'm, the walking test? I'm honestly not sure, but the he did. The field sobriety test. Yeah, yeah. He refused to do that. 
um, you know, tried to like scuffle with the cops, grabbed one of their tasers and then ran away. And then that's when, you know, the officer shot him three times in his back. Thus killing him. Um, um. The officer held responsible. So I've decided from here on out, I don't really want to say the officer's names because I've decided it's not important. It's not important. I mean, it, also feels it is, like but some of these officers are continuing to do this for like some kind of notoriety because I don't know, like, it's here's the a, thing. It's a, it's when a, there's, when it's like, so this Breonna Taylor situation, when it's an officer in which you, you need to say their name as a point of getting them taken care of. Yes. It's important. Right. Right, 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 like, right. Yeah. We need to know who their names are so that they can get properly arrested right. or charged or whatever. Um, so the officer held responsible for this shooting. It now faces 11 charges, uh, <laughs> 11 charges, including mur murder and aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Um, all of these are, can be convicted with jail time or in the state of Georgia, the death penalty. Small. That's a small win. You know, you know. um, it is a it is a small win. Uh, I would like to see them actually take the action and and convicting him and and properly sentencing him yeah. because that's really where it will fall off. And I and I feel like I say this all the time. It's great to have arrests and everything, but like the the real justice comes from the conviction and the sentencing. So yeah. hopefully the jury's unbiased and hopefully the judge will sentence him properly as well. It found um, um another one. I know we're running a little bit running a little bit low on time. Um another one that I really wanted to highlight was the death of Elijah McLean, which has only started trending, I wanna say this past week. Um this uh young man was actually killed almost a year ago at this point, and we're just now hearing about it. And the circumstances surrounding it are really truly hard. Heartbreak, heartbreaking and disheartening and um, truly makes you sad. The police were called on this, he was 23 at the time from Colorado. The police were called on him because he was acting suspiciously, okay? Mm -hmm. This young man had anemia, so he was known to wear face masks and things like that to keep himself warm. He was wearing a ski mask and they said that he was waving his arms around, which posed this threat, okay? Um, when he was approached by the police officers, I guess he didn't hear them, didn't stop or whatever, which they then used force to detain him. Um, during the, the course of this, you know, he got really worked up. He was getting hurt. They had him in a carotid hold, which is very similar to like that knee hold that was, yeah, sorry. No, uh, actually, yeah, I think you're right, Shantae. I think it's the one where they use like the arm around, hold. like a toe hold. Um, which they have since outlawed, just so you know, that hold is no longer valid use in that police department. Good. Um, yeah, but he was then, you know, placed, uh, he was unconscious. They said that they used ketamine to sedate him because he was too wild. Um, during, during the course of that scuffle and the administration of the ketamine, he became unconscious, suffered a heart attack, was then pronounced brain dead a few days later, okay? Literally, this escalated from zero to 100 and a life was lost. And the cause of his death is listed as undetermined. This petition has gathered over 2 million um, signatures 
to re to open to reopen the investigation and the defense attorney out there says that he will not do it because there's not been any new evidence and we can't reopen cases based off of uh, signatures on a petition so I, I really i really really do urge you guys to do some more research about um this elijah mcclain situation because he was a young light that was taken from us way too soon um, if you look, you, you can look through and find articles that talk about what his last words were. And this boy was so sweet and so positive and such a light that it truly hurts that this situation is unfolding this way. Um, so I really do urge you guys to try to pursue justice for um, Mr. McLean in this situation. And we need to get this case reopened. I just can't. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um... Yeah, it's, it's head heartbreaking. In, head into our recap. Um, and then I'm going to say like just a few closing things about the last few people that we had. Maybe we'll just revisit those next week. Yeah. Um, so recap of the week, our, our, our weeks, I say the way. Yeah, the way too. I, I had a pretty, pretty refreshing week. So I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah, I mean, a change of scenery has really got me like up and alive and I feel mm. just really refresh so I, I would say the way as well uh our icebreaker a history lesson absolutely absolutely the way, the way. not oh, the yeah. way that i didn't know who dorothy height was like i'm <laughs> like Ugh. but that's what we're see but that's what we're doing this for you know the more you I, know i'm now thinking like i really hope that the girl trek that i was doing or that i'm doing i hope that they highlight her in oh, one that of would the be ways I'm hoping so that I can learn just a little bit more about her. I just feel like she would, that would make sense. Yeah. Love it. Um, Review of the week insecure season finale. The a way. mixture. Yeah. It's a, it's the way. Bad. How would um, end it? Not, not the way. Definitely not the way. <laughs> um, and calling for the arrest of the officers who murdered Brianna Taylor. I mean, I don't wish it were for any other reason, but that's the way. And calling for justice for all the rest of these young Black lives that have been lost is also the way. And please continue to do what you can. Yeah. See you next week. As always, thank you so much for tuning into The Way. Catch you next week. Same time, same place. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at The Way Jazz and Tay and on Twitter at The Way JT. Don't be afraid to DM us if you have any questions or suggestions about the show. Until next time, bye. Peace.